This episode of Finding Her is brought to you by Spotify. On Spotify, you can listen to all your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account, friends. It has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the best one on planet Earth, Finding Her. (laughs) On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcasts so you never miss an episode. Premium users can download episodes to listen to offline wherever you are. Easily share what you're listening to with your friends on the gram. So if you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app. Search for your favorite podcast, Finding Her on Spotify, or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab. Also, make sure to follow me so you never miss an episode of Finding Her. Duh. Welcome back, friends, to Finding Her. I'm your host, Julia Busby. Today's show is focused on changing our mindset and erasing those negative feelings that we harbor inside of ourselves about not being good enough. Enjoy. Today's show is We Are All Good Enough. So as a little girl, I didn't fit in anywhere not being able to express my emotions and the experiences of anxiety was also a hindrance to me believing in myself. I had people-pleasing tendencies. All of those things were foundational pieces into me developing my own fixed mindset. So my sense of self was negative. That continues to be a subject that I continue to work on It's a work in progress, I should say. It's not easy. And I'm not going to lie, it's rough. So when I think about why I developed those fixed mindset, I wasn't able to be emotionally aware, freedom of expressing my emotions to anyone. I felt like I wasn't good enough. I didn't have the same clothes as the kids. I looked different. Um, I wore glasses. I had big frizzy hair because my mother decided to take me to the beauty salon, which was the beauty college. And she didn't know how to take care of my hair. Her hair is pretty straight. Um, Mine is of its own nature. It's it's just a force to be reckoned with if you don't know how to take care of it. Curly, coarse hair. So she used to comb it out. So I used to show up to school like a mini Troy Palomalu from the Steelers. It it was hard. Um, And then you just add in braces later. It was just a horrifying experience and bullying and being made fun of and going to lunch and watching all these kids open up their lunch boxes that had all these amazing, great um, treats. And I had like milk and a burrito. So (laughs) a lot of this stuff happened and was built on not feeling like I felt and fit in anywhere. I couldn't look in the media in the newspaper ads or on TV or in magazines because no one was relatable to me. And at the time, it's funny, my husband and I were talking about this just the other day, that models were different then than they are now. 
like I had Cindy Crawford, Claudia Schiffer, Naomi Campbell, like all those beautiful, beautiful women. But what's amazing is back then in the 90s, 80s, 90s, women were praised for having curves. The designers used to custom make clothes for Cindy Crawford and all the supermodels at that time. Now, you have to fit in a sample size. They don't make custom clothes for you. You need to be between a size zero and a two to be able to sport those sample sizes. So the media, especially now, back when I was a kid, um, it was a little bit different because those women were bigger. So as we moved on, society has labeled beautiful women with being small, fitting into those sample sizes, and that is the reason why they're beautiful. Of course, they have a beautiful face, they have a beautiful body, but not everyone has that shape, has that beauty that society has claimed as worthy enough to be the face of companies or perfumes or clothing or what's another one? Even e-commerce is now taking off with um, models. So if you think about that and the kids, I mean, I couldn't even imagine being a kid now and looking and not fitting in and looking at the models. I mean, the Hadid sisters, absolutely gorgeous, but who has a body like that? So it's taking these kids to the scales. Kids aren't eating. They're having, um, thinking bad about themselves. They have anxiety. Um, it's just really a tough thing, especially when you're growing up and you need that foundation of feeling like you fit in. That's where your self, self of sense develops. That's how you end up interacting with everybody. That's how the feelings of yourself are created in a positive light instead of a negative light like when I was young. It's just a really bad situation. And the reason why I made this show, um, we're all good enough, is because that's the truth. And I have to work hard to overcome my anxiety and that fixed mindset. So a fixed mindset, if you don't know... <laughs> is bringing in statements or beliefs that you can't do it. It's too hard for you. Oh, it's not for me. I don't fit in. So I'm not even going to try. Poor me. You need to change all this stuff for me. Where a growth mindset, we're looking at situations and experiences and truths of our own selves in saying, hey, I can't do that right now because I'm tired. But if I rest, I'm pretty sure I can get it done. I can and I will try to move this in a positive direction. Instead of saying, I can't do it, I'm stupid, I'm not enough, I'm too fat, all of those things. So what's interesting is if we pair a positive mindset or a growth mindset and we continue to develop those skills, things in our lives will change. So last week, or over the weekend, I decided to make four pictures into a post. 
and did you guys just hear that? I kind of fumbled a little bit, but what's great about my show is I don't really edit too much out of it. I think that makes it so it's more real and raw. But anyways, I made the picture on Instagram to show that no matter what I look like or what I'm doing or who I'm with or what I'm wearing, I am still good enough because I am. I came from trauma. I came from a relationship that stripped away everything that I had inside, which wasn't too much if you think about it, because my foundation was not fitting in doing everything that would make anybody else happy, um, not being in charge of my own life. Basically, I, I didn't see anybody in the media that I looked like. I didn't have friends that looked like me. Um, you know, I couldn't even go home and share any of those experiences that I had at home because my parents didn't understand. If you think about that, too, the baby boomer generation has a different mindset than younger generations. So if you look back at my family, um, both my parents, both Mexican-American, my mother was one of 10 children. My grandma, who I miss dearly, oh my God, she was a hoot, um, the biggest gossip queen on planet Earth. And if you called her, you didn't even have to say who you were out of her one out of her 28 grandchildren, she had 28 grandkids, probably because she had 10. Um, you'd call her and be like, hi, grandma, blah, blah, blah. Do you know who this is? Oh, Miha, of course I know who it is. It's Julia. I just loved her. I miss her so much. Mm. So anyways, I could always call her. She would know me. She would, right off the bat, she would um, always tell me everything. It it always flew through that side of the family because she was the center of our family. So she was that stay-at-home mom. She had 10 kids. I don't even know how she survived. And her husband worked in the agricultural business. So AKA, he was out there in the fields working his ass off, sometimes taking some of his kids to help out and they pick oranges or cotton or strawberries, whatever um, they could do. So then they could generate some money to support his family. My dad, on the other hand, um, grew up middle class. Um, mom stayed home. There was five kids. They were supportive. They were emotional. Um, they were touchy. Um, and they ingrained in us working hard, being a leader and going to school. So when I was growing up, no matter what I was going to do or whatever I felt like, I knew I was going to school. I was going to go be a teacher because I knew that from a young age that I wanted to work with people and teach kids and all those things. So with making that picture and posting it on Instagram for everyone to see was important to me because it doesn't matter what we look like, what we're wearing, what size we are. We need to believe in ourselves and have that love for ourselves and that growth mindset for ourselves so we can speak our truth. Speaking your truth.
So the reason why I'm pausing is, is I'm thinking about all the experiences that I've gone through in my life. And I have three kids myself, and I have been able to connect with them and share with them the importance of being happy and feeling good about yourself. And when you don't have those feelings that are good, we need to talk about it. Why are you feeling this way? And I've shared a lot with them about my life because I want them to feel strong and independent and become adults that can go out there and support themselves, but also feel good about themselves every day when they wake up. They know that they are enough. They know that the life that they have right now is blessed and that we've come through a lot of trauma. They have a broken home because I divorced their dad 10 years ago and they know how to put in boundaries into place. They know how to advocate for themselves. And for me, that's what I needed when I was younger. I needed that emotional support. I needed that. I'm sorry that this happened to you. That's not right. What can we do to make things better? So my daughter developed anxiety and come to find out like through human development. And I talked with the doctor from OHSU that if you are pregnant, the child that you're carrying, if you're exposed to high stress situations or trauma or any of those things that can pass those feelings that I had can pass to my daughter who wasn't even born yet. So Mia had no chance of not having anxiety. So she was, it was already genetically um, there for her, but then also through the stressful situations, because there was many, many upset, traumatizing situations that I was in before she was born. She was a great, perfect little baby girl, the cutest ever. Um, but she had separation anxiety from a young age. Like, so putting her to bed, she would wake up crying because she thought she was alone. Um, I couldn't go anywhere. Preschool was terrible for us because she would just cry and cry and cry at the window because she was terrified. And I think her preschool teacher said at her graduation that the only time that she didn't cry was on the last day of school. <laughs> Little shit. So she started um, presenting with stomach issues. Um, I thought it was the milk or the cheese that she was eating. Um, she wouldn't go to bed by herself. She had a hard time sleeping in the dark. Um, and all of these things were happening because she was still a part of a family that was chaotic, that didn't have a routine. She has a dad that is unable to meet her needs, unable to connect with her emotionally. Um, she also had troubles in school. So she wasn't reading right. She just didn't feel good about herself at all. So working in the profession that I do, behavior is my jam. 
but when it comes close to home, it's different. So I remember taking her to her therapist and talking about how she didn't feel good about herself and that she thought about doing something to where she wouldn't feel any pain anymore. And I remember I got that call from at work and I have a rule for when I'm at work that I don't cry. So I cried that day because it was really hard to see something falling apart with my child who I lived with. I adore, I would do anything for these kids. So I got her help and she was finally diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, but her anxiety disorder has also morphed from trauma. So what's amazing is to see the growth my kid has gone through with the supports at school, because guess what? I ran in there like a crazed special ed mother demanding that they do this and this and this, because I know how the law works. I know how the public schools are supposed to serve kids that have needs. So we started on this process and now she's in high school. She's 4.0 or really close to it. She advocates for herself. She'll even be that kid that goes up there and say, hey, I missed five points. How did I miss five points? Um, She gives herself breaks, goes on walks if she needs to. And she feels amazing about herself. And she says that the relationship that her and I have built over the years has really helped her gain her sense of self to be strong, to be a leader, you know, I talked to her, um, I talked to her about this not that long ago. And I said, you know, I'm so proud of you. I would have never been able to put myself first. I would have never raised my hand and called somebody out or the teacher for points. Um, and I sure as heck wouldn't get in front of a camera in a bathing suit and take beautiful pictures because my daughter is a beautiful creature. So I talked about the zero to size two um, sample size. That's my daughter. Like we went to Seattle um, just to meet with a modeling agency and they signed her on the spot. Okay. So she is empathetic. She is caring. She's passionate. She is strong. And I know that I don't have to worry about her like I think about her and how I was when I was young. Like, I don't have to worry about her staying in a relationship that's toxic or her doing something or choosing something because she's a people pleaser. She's not. She's a strong ass girl. And we are also proud of her. Also proud. But again, her anxiety paired with trauma made a different beast. And that beast was frightening. And I was scared, but I still took it head on. And I had that growth mindset. This is terrible, but we're going to put in some steps so we can make it through this and we can grow from it. We can learn. It's as simple as that. So we all are good enough. We're good enough in our jobs. We're good enough in the skin we're in. We're good enough with um, all the things. I think that it's important to 
realize and to connect the dots in the sense of what's real and what's not, what our expectations are, how we want to be rich, how we want everything to be perfect, how all these people on the gram are having these amazing trips and perfection, you know, perfect kids, perfect house, perfect dog. That's not how life is. So this social media business, I would have died if it if that was if I could tweet when I was when I was 8 years old. It would be terrible. Do you know how many vicious messages and statements and pictures would be posted about me? It, it's just such a terrible thing for kids to have access to social media, especially at a young age. I don't know. But I'd like to close out this show by saying that you're not alone. Everyone has these feelings, even if it's not all the time. It's every once in a while, second guessing, thinking, "Eh, I can't wear this outfit. It doesn't look right on my body. Just go with it. Feel good about yourself. Stand up and say, no, I'm not going to do that. Apply those boundaries. Because if you don't, things can happen like stress, overwhelming you, the way that you treat people, the way that you speak, the way that your thought process is going, it all affects who we are. So let that sit in for a minute. You are good enough. Like I was good enough in the Nacho Libre mask. Like, hello, fucking amazing. So to end the show today, I want you to go to Instagram. My handle is Julia M. Busby. Find that Nacho Libre mask, like it, put a comment, DM me any ideas for shows, and I will see you guys next week. Love you.